Okay. <laughs> you're ex- you're my first interview. So which is pretty cool. <laughs> oh, this is going to be great. Oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> Love hearing that. And I got my timer set so that I don't, I'm respectful of your time as well. Great. And, I can't wait. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's see. So I found out, um, I found out about you through a couple of podcasts that I love that are my favorites love. that are, um, one is Kate Kors Myers podcast. Mm. Yep. Blogger. Yep. yep. Yeah. And Laura Sprinkle's podcast is was the other one. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Cause I know both of them from the same place. So that's interesting that you follow them. I was in Kate Northup's mastermind, uh, I guess in 2020. And then I met both of them through her. So that's interesting. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I follow Kate Northrup as well. I haven't been in yeah. any of her programs, but she's like on my email. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Great. <laughs> yeah. And I, I loved how you spoke about uh, Myers Briggs and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it, it's so I'm an INFP. Mm, okay. And I believe you sp- spoke of that. on on it which was great because then I was like okay so she's talking to me so I can I'm like listening extra (laughs) well this is fun for your inaugural uh podcast to talk about you and so maybe we're talking about how the INFP is is literally you and so I will describe a little of you if, if you would like and then you can tell me if it sounds accurate or not how's that sounds great okay good so You have very extroverted energy right now, but you are an introvert. Mm -hmm. So your best self is, you know, introverted intuitive. So you have lots and lots and lots and lots of ideas in your head. It is literally your best self. That part of you is actually not very collaborative. It's very, you need a lot of quiet time. You need time to be alone. You need time to process and think. And that's when your ideas come to you is like during your morning practice or during walks. Um, that lack of collaboration is something that I realized because it's my second best self. And so it's just something to acknowledge within yourself. And then your co-pilot and the other person in the front seat is what I am witnessing right now, which is an extroverted feeler. So you are out in the world, loving, laughing, building relationships, being kind, being a great coach, connecting other people. You're connected to your clients and the people in your life. However, Only the people really close to you actually know the introverted intuitive side. So you don't let all of those people in. And those two people, those two parts of your personality, the introverted intuitive and the extroverted feeler make up your best self. So when you are doing those two things, you make more money, you're happier, you're in flow. uh, Life is just in alignment. So before we talk about the dreaded backseat drivers, how does that land on you? Yeah, that's you're telling me you know more about me than uh, family members know about me. Interesting. Yeah, because I'm, you know, we're on Zoom and obviously this is a podcast and you're nodding the entire time of like, oh my God, yes. Oh, wow. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Anything in there shock you at all or surprise you? I guess I didn't realize how, how, I don't want to say secretive, but how private I am (laughs) about how, how people close to me might not know. Yep you know? Yeah. And that's one of the biggest things I think about type is understanding. So this is a, we'll talk about your backseat in just a second, but 
Uh, there's technically not a, well, I don't know. I guess this describes what an ambivert is. So many people say I'm both. And the reality is the reason we're both is because our front seat where we should be spending 80% of our time is made up of introversion and extroversion. And most people don't understand that. So people that think they're an extrovert think, oh, 100% of the time I should be out and doing this and talking and doing all the crazy things. And that's just not true. And so we've got to learn to balance this front seat and back seat. And so interestingly enough, Elizabeth, I'm an ENFJ. And so our front seat is exact opposite. So my driver, but we're also very similar. So my driver is an extroverted feeler. So that's what I'm showing the world even more than you are. And then my co-pilot is the same as your driver, which is an introverted intuitive. So our front seats are almost exactly the same. They're just in opposite order. Um, and so understanding that that's a real 50-50 split and how important it is for you and I and any other NFs running our business is that we need, not want, need time to stare out the window. There's an amazing book by Gina Wickman called <clears throat> The Rock Rocket Fuel. And he talks about integrators and uh, visionaries. And part of our job as CEOs of our business is to, to be the visionary. And I love that book so much because in the job description, it literally says like, you need time to stare out the window. You, that is part of, it needs to be part of our day-to-day -day routine. We are not always doing, we need to literally be being and taking time to, process and think and that's when our ideas come to us and if we're never doing any of that if if you let's just say you were always extroverted feeling and never took the time to just be quiet and to process it, so much of your business would never get done yes. uh and it's just a fascinating thing that pe a lot of people don't understand we need to honor both passengers in the front seat yeah Wow. That so is. So let's talk about your yucky parts, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is always a little bit harder to hear, but your back seat is then. Uh, I, so there's two passengers in the back seat, your drunk uncle, things that you suck at. And then there's things where, when you're doing, hence the book I wrote, literally, Don't Do Stuff You Suck At, is when we do stuff that we suck at too much or we're stressed out or like we're spending too much time in our back seat, something natural happens in all of us and our baby in the back seat wakes up. In fact, I'm going to like look you up in my book to make sure that I'm like reading this absolutely correct. So you're the idealist. Yeah. So when you are doing sensing activities, uh, this is on page 108, if anybody wants to know, uh, <clears throat> when you are doing things that you suck at, which is anything detail oriented. So probably if you were to be the editor of this podcast, these are things you are, you're the talent you're not the backseat. And so the back end of it is all of the details and the minutia and figuring out like all of the software and things like that. That is absolutely not your job. You should just not be doing that. And when you do it, when you're worrying about the money and doing spreadsheets of any kind, right? Dealing with the details or like QuickBooks or any of that crap, you look so shocked right now. You're like, yeah, you're telling me the truth. <laughs> 
is that what happens is we become this baby in the backseat. And so through my research the last 10 years, one of the most fascinating things that I've realized is that our, <clears throat> our personality type is a direct relation to like nature and nurture. So where we go under stress is our reptilian brain. And when our reptilian brain, like animals were out in the wild and they are literally being attacked or under stress, they do one of two things. They fight or they flee. And so for introverts, your natural backseat is you get real bossy and loud and you boss people around. So it's an extroverted thinker. So you might even shout in people's faces. Do you have a partner? No. Okay. So <laughs> if you had a partner, they would possibly see this at times, or if you have children or a business colleague, or really anybody who may be around you a lot, because they are going to see this more often than not. Uh, you become loud and bossy in the outside world. You might even like point fingers. You try to like apply like a systematic manner to solve problems. You get real, like in your head, again, extroverted thinking. So you're in your head, but you're bossing people around. Uh, you base everything on reason and logic. Uh, it, it just, it freaks people out because they're like, where's, where's this soft, kind, big picture building relationships person. And this is an indication to yourself and the people around you, and this is where we get to lead with compassion, is <clears throat> that this is an understanding that Elizabeth, something just triggered her. So when I'm, you know, with my partner, in fact, it, you know, happened a few weeks ago, something triggered him while we were out and his baby in the backseat came out and it was, he's very loud and like gets over emotional. And I was like, okay, I can be pissed right now. Or because I love him, I can calm down and just say, what just happened? Did I do this? Did somebody else do this? Like you just got triggered. And so it allows us to have compassion. It allows us to understand ourselves. So when you get bossy and yelly and whatever, you can, again, go, okay, what's happening? Why, what's going on? I'm doing too many things I suck at. I'm screaming at my computer because I'm pissed off that I can't figure out this podcasting stuff. Um, and then conversely for extroverts, someone like myself, our baby in the backseat gets quiet and they don't want to get out of bed. And again, it's like a baby doing it. Let me be clear. It's not like a rational brain. It's our it's our reptilian brain. It's not a rational brain. So extroverts then hide wow. and they don't want to talk. They don't want to get out of bed. I mean, imagine me doing this podcast right now. If I was in my back seat, I'd just be like, I, I don't really want to be here. Right? Yeah. It's totally different energy that yeah. this is my natural front seat versus yeah. I don't want to be here. So yeah. any, how, how does that land? I wow. love that this is what we get to do on your first episode. So how, what are, <laughs> what are your, uh, what are your listeners learning about you right now? Wow. They're learning everything. I, yeah. <laughs> that's good. This is good. <laughs> I'm so glad. Cause you know, if, if anything in general, I'm, I am, I'm, I'm an introvert and I'm also a highly sensitive person. So I'm kind mm -hmm. of like reserved. So this is good. This, you know, no holds barred. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. INFPs in general are again, introverted, mm. intuitive, big picture, think in the future, 
always thinking about what's next. Um, uh, definitely not like living in the moment, hate routine, hate structure, <laughs> hate being told what to do. Don't put you in a box. Like, let me just wah, like do whatever I want to do. Uh, make decisions with your heart. Definitely. Yes. And yes. then the P is a little all over the place. Uh, squirrely. So the NP, a lot of what I'm telling you and your listeners right now is like my intellectual property. So I love Myers-Briggs, but I find that a lot of people have a hard time understanding it. So mm-hmm. this is how I came up with all of these concepts and ideas is to help people understand it better. Um, and so the NP is the squirrel. So that archetype for you is very, uh, I'm on to the next thing. Like I get bored, you get bored easy. You don't want to finish projects. You're like, "Ah, okay, I'm done. I'm bored. I want to move on. Uh, it's a lot of starting projects, not finishing projects. Uh, when I was a business coach, I would say about 90% of my clients were NPs, uh, because I'm really good at system structure, singular focus. So that's you. It sounds like, wow. That is so interesting. I just love learning. I love, mm-hmm. uh, and it's, it's interesting. I talk about this on one of my, my, I've had solos before. You're my first interview, which is so exciting. My, my solos, I did talk about how, how I just at the beginning, like connecting the dots, mm-hmm. finding out how I was an introvert and finding out over the years, how I am also a highly sensitive person and how they tie in together. Mm-hmm. and and all of those things and I kind of I kind of uh yeah it's just like all of those what you just said it's just like so and I'm just thinking I'm trying not to think too much though because I'll, I'll forget like wait hold on, what, was my, what was my point no, I'm just kidding um but yeah that's just so interesting and the first thing that you said that really that I really I was just like whoa because you it's like the daydreamer. I feel like I've always been like a daydreamer. You are. And you you're yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like, no matter where I am, and it's not to say that whatever, if I'm taking a class or if I'm sitting down for whatever, if it's in person or virtual, you know, there's virtual, a lot of virtual meetings and virtual summits. It's not to say that it's, it's boring to me or that it's not interesting to me. It's just that I'm just always just thinking of thinking of things. <laughs> so, and yeah. that is literally your driver. <clears throat> and so your best self is full of ideas all the time. Yes. It also has a little bit of an attention problem <clears throat> because you're always thinking about what's next. You're always, your brain is always on with ideas And so a lot of what you just said is absolutely true. You are a daydreamer. And so one of my taglines for Front Seat Life, my business, is be unapologetically who you are. Like my BHAG, my big, hairy, audacious goal until the day I die is to get everyone, kids, children, corporate America, like I'm a keynote speaker and I do corporate trainings and I do one-on-ones with people because I truly, like, this is why I believe I was put on this planet is to help people figure this stuff out as soon as possible so that they can stop trying to be somebody they're not. 
because I think in the world that we live in right now, especially with this just ridiculous onslaught of social media and comparison is so much BS about you need to do it this way. And as a former, I kind of don't do this anymore is, um, was an entrepreneur coach is it was so hard for me to, to watch coaches say, do it this way. And I'm over here screaming, like, there is not a one size fits all. Your business does not need to look like everybody else's. Like as an introvert, yours is going to look different than an extrovert. And so this whole, and as an S and an N and a thinker and a feeler and a judger and a perceiver, like all of those different dichotomies make such a huge difference in how we show up in this world. Again, don't do stuff you suck at yet. There's these coaches over here just saying, you need to do it like this and you have to do this and you got to do a webinar and you got to have a funnel and you got to and I just I'm not gonna lie I kind of quit because I was I couldn't scream louder I was so sick of it um and now corporations hire me so that I can go help them understand how to like retain employees and how to understand that there are stop telling people to be well-rounded like it's a bunch of BS. I don't know if I can swear yet. We haven't talked about that, but it's just such a bunch of BS. We are not meant to be well-rounded. God designed us to be a certain way. We all came out of our mamas. Like the one yeah. thing that we can agree on right yeah. now, because you know, the United States can't agree on anything except yeah. the fact that we all came out of our mamas. Like that is still one fact. And we all come out with a personality type. That's what's fascinating is that Elizabeth, you were born an INFP, but what happens, and I used to be a psychotherapist. I went to graduate school. I worked with high conflict couples for about five years. And one of the things that is also universally true is the world screws all of us up. That's just a fact. Some teacher told you something, somebody hurt you or molested you or told you you were stupid or your family of origin, your culture of origin, something screwed us up. That is just also universally true. Like as a psychotherapist, that's all I saw. We all have trauma in some way or another. And so what happens is the world gets a hold of us and tells Elizabeth, girl, you need to, I should have asked your pronouns before I just said that. So sorry, but Elizabeth, (laughs) okay, I didn't ask your pronouns. I apologize. Is that you are supposed to be, uh, you're, you should go get this degree and you should be an accountant and you should, you know, be a doctor or you should like our families tell us you're supposed to be more logical. You should be more organized. You should not be such a dreamer. Get, you know, put, get your head out of the clouds. Like this is shit. I heard my whole, I can't help it. Sorry. This is stuff I heard my whole life get your head out of the clouds get a ba 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 get a ba 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 and then we're in this little box and we're like i can't live like this yes what is wrong with me why am i so weird why can't i just i just need to be myself and so sometimes what happens and this certainly happened with me i was like 37 i was 37 years old when about 36 when i was like i can't do this anymore I can't live under these rules. I can't be married to this person. I can't be in corporate America. Like I literally, it's choking me up. It's still triggering. Like, yeah. Am I going to do this the rest of my life? Like I got, I got 30 or 40 more years and I can't feel the way I feel 
for that long. Uh-uh. I can't be in this corporate America that I do not fit into. I cannot yes. be married to this person who wants me to be somebody other than I am. Like I cannot yeah. do this. I can't do this. So yeah. So, you know, sometimes you just got to upheaval your life. Um, and I haven't looked back. It's been 10 years. It's yeah. been 10 years since I just, you know, divorced the husband and uh, yeah. started my own business. And since then I've written a couple books. Like I've just completely wow. just done whatever I wanted to do. Yeah. And the universe will God, the universe, whatever you believe in will absolutely reward the efforts towards going towards what you're supposed to be doing in this world, because they know they know yes. they put you in this world to be a certain person. And so when you start moving towards that, they're like, I call it the butt slap. It's <laughs> Yeah. I wrote this in one of my books. I don't remember which one, but God is going, yes, go Elizabeth, go, 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 go. Yes, girl, go, go, go. It's giving you this little butt slap of like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So, wow. I just got on a real tangent there. No, that was great though, because I learned more about you and I'm going to put all of your books and everything in my show in the show notes thank you all the information yes yeah thank you I'm real passionate about this I just yeah I I just see it over and over and over and it's um yeah it hurts my heart it hurts my heart and it's it's not easy I mean for those that are you know maybe they're 18 and they're listening to the show and they're just hearing this for the first time god bless you yeah it took me until I was 38 yeah uh, 10 years ago to realize oh oh this uh uh-uh and it's it's hard but I I'm sure you're nodding obsessively like I could not imagine (laughs) still being there no. I, and I remember when I decided, I told my husband and he said, no, and that's a big part of why we're divorced yeah. Yeah. is um, that I just wanted to go do something different. I wanted to go to graduate school. I wanted to become a therapist. And someone said to me, you know, it's $50,000 and it's two years of your life. Like, are you willing to give up this you know, lucrative corporate career, yeah. whatever uh, that I hated um, to do this thing? And someone said to me, in two years, how are you going to feel <clears throat> if you have a graduate degree and you are starting your new life or you're in the exact same place you are now because you said no? And I drove to the school the next Monday and enrolled. I showed wow. up without an appointment. I, sh- I, lit- I mean, it's one of my greatest and funniest moments. I didn't even have an appointment. I just drove to the college and said, I'm supposed to go to school here. Can I talk to somebody? right it's straight out of a movie and straight out of a movie and they were like uh (laughs) and i i did i talked to someone they told me everything i needed to do and i went home and i did it and then i started wow and i feel like when you just told that story that your body i feel like our bodies you know how they say our hearts know before our minds million percent your body was like your heart was driving you to Mm -hmm. the school i feel like because you were just like (laughs) I'm going to do that. You just went, you didn't think about it. You just went. And whenever, and whenever I do that, it's like, I mean, there's so much to say, but like one thing is, is it's like, whenever I do that, it's like, I don't, I never regret that. I always, if I don't do it, then I regret it. Yeah. I will also say Elizabeth, that's also your intuition. So 
anybody can talk themselves out of that intuitive hit. But what you were just talking about, it's our heart. But I would say even more so because thinker, intuitive thinkers also have this. In fact, mm-hmm. every type has an intuition, but ends is even stronger yeah. is in personality types is that it is, it is our guide. It is our guide. And you're right, Elizabeth, if I would have sat there and said, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to pro- like, let's be logical about this. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to leave my job and my husband doesn't want me to do this. And right. I could have talked myself out of it, but yeah. I just said, this is what my gut's telling me to do. My intuition is like, this is where I'm supposed to go to school. By the way, God also completely put that in my life. I mean, I went to this so there's so much to say. I went to this right. um, meeting and everybody in that room that was doing what I wanted to do went to the same college. So I was like, I mean, literally God is slapping me wow. upside the head right now. Right. If I ignore that, I'm the idiot. And so I was like, message received, right? Like, he can't speak to us. He speaks to us through things. Yes. And so I was like, okay, if I ignore this. He's up there like, yo girl yo, what else can I do? What else can I do, sister? Like, I'm, I mean, come on, come on. And so, right. That is the intuition, but our logical minds or people in the muggle world, they will talk you out of as, as that happened. Yeah. I mean, the was is super logical. What are you going to do? How are we going to pay for this? Blah, 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 blah. How are you going to get clients? Blah, blah. And I'm like, I will figure it out. Yes. I will figure it out. No, it's not all logical, but this is what I got to be doing. And I I don't, this is so, this is such an important topic to talk about because I just think there's so many people that talk themselves out of things. Yes. Me, I'm one of them, (laughs) but really, yes, I, I am getting better. It's actually interesting because I'm at a crossroads as of the last few weeks or so. Um, and actually one of my last solos was talking about all bets are on me and I'm like, all bets are on me. And I said, I'm going to have to get a a day job, a day job, <laughs> put it in yeah. quotation, yeah. Yeah. air quotes. And I said, I'm going to have to do it just because I have to do it. The bills are there. So I have to do it. Yeah. But I'm depressed as well, because I'm, I'm thinking, I know how much throughout my life that that's mm-hmm. taken away mm-hmm. from me doing like what I love. Mm-hmm. It's always taken me away from that. So I'm kind of like, I'm at this crossroads. I know I have to do it. So I'm doing it, mm-hmm. but I'm also thinking about, oh, here we go again. But I'm trying to change it this time so that I'm having like a set. Uh, I'm being strict with with my time, strict, yeah. more strict with my time and my energy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm taking a different approach that I didn't take before. I would just, oh, whatever they do, you know, whatever. I won't say anything. Now it's like I'm going to speak up every if something is like, OK, this is this is what I can do. And if it's out of that scope, I'm going to just say something. No, sorry, I can't do that. I told you that from day one. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And you speak to a real thing. I mean, we live in a capitalist society yep. that requires us to make more money than we even need. I mean, it's, it's absurd. All the things I look around my house sometimes I'm like, why is toilet paper so expensive? Like I, I need lotion. Why is lotions? I mean, we live in this capitalist society where we need stuff. Yeah. And I, 
I have straddled two jobs before. Absolutely. You know, I wrote both of my books at between like 5 a.m. and 10 a.m. on Saturday mornings. Um, We got to make sacrifices for sure. I am extremely privileged as a white woman in this country. And there are people with no children. Like I'm not an idiot to that. And there are people that have real fucking issues. Um, And I just finished The Maid on Netflix and it reminds me of, you know, how hard some people really have it. And I like to think of the job, right? The J-O-B as a, a secret almost. Like this is my, this is my means to an end. This is like you said, I'm going to give it a certain amount of time. I'm going to bust my butt. And I am going to just, this is, this is my number one priority. There's not a lot of seeing friends. There's not a lot of dating. There's not a lot of whatever. And it is getting me to my dreams because there is a very different energy. Speaking of like Abraham Hicks kind of stuff, like being in the vortex or out of the vortex of I'm, I'm depressed. I'm bummed. I can't, you know, that I have to be here versus this is, this is my ticket. This is providing me the means in a capitalist society that I need in order to fund my dream. And that, I think, change in uh, perspective can really, really help. So I feel you, I hear you, um, and I encourage you to think of it as this is my ticket. Like this, I'm going with um, some excitement even because this is paying for my dream. Yes, thank you. And and that's actually what's been helping me go through it. Another entrepreneur that I kind of follow, she she said the same things along the lines of, you know, think of it as an angel investor. Totally. And I said, I can, that can, I can grasp that, you know? So I said, okay, I could do that. And then, then that way I won't be so like, Uh, (laughs) yeah you know and yeah yeah, it's such a change of energy gratitude and I'm gonna add something at the beginning um about you but and I totally skipped this um (laughs) in human in human design I'm a manifesting generator me too I'm like all over (laughs) yeah yeah I'm like Um, get out of my way I got shit to do No, it's just like, totally. I just think I don't go in order one, two, three, four, five. So not only am I an INFP, I'm also a manifesting generator. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if you could talk a little bit about yourself and how we can find you, I yeah. totally didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Uh, I would say I'm like a, a, a serial entrepreneur, if you will. So after leaving uh, corporate America, I worked in corporate America for too long, but I was there for a long time. Um, then went back to graduate school, as you've heard, and worked uh, private w- and I built a private practice and I worked with high conflict couples. Um, I get bored very easily. And so I would, had ants in my pants. So I wrote a book um, and that like transformed my life in the weirdest way. Like I kind of thought, oh, maybe my mom will read it. Like I just didn't expect anyone to read it and was like, oh my God, this is like good and people like it. Um, and so then I started speaking and then I started doing groups and then I started helping entrepreneurs grow their business because a lot of people were watching me go from one to many and they wanted to learn how to do that so I taught that kind of the leveraged business model um and then through covid I just I feel I feel a huge energetic shift in our world um 
the B to C business to consumer um, is just no longer my calling. I've served this client very well for 10 years and um, I'm now shifting my full-time energy to B to B. So I am back to doing at 48 to, I'm just, you know, a little tired. Um, and so I'm going uh, full-time corporate training, which I've been doing almost as a side hustle this entire time. So corporate training and keynote speaking. Um, and you can find me at Front Seat Life on Instagram or Jessica Butts MA on LinkedIn or my website at jessicabutts.com. That's kind of where I play. And it's Jessica B-U-T-T-S. Perfect. Thanks. Thank you so much. This was oh so my fun. Gosh. Can I take I a like picture we of us? Talk, you know what I mean? Forever, but. <laughs> I'm taking a picture. Hi. <laughs> I cannot wait to hear this episode. Thank you yes. so, so, so much. It was such a fun way to start the day. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. We're going to keep in touch and, and, uh, yeah, let me, let me stop this thing. <laughs> we can see. hear all our chit chatting. Pause. Yeah.